It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's time to talk pitching with the pitching guru, Scott Emerson. Chris Townsend sits down with the A's pitching coach exclusively on A's cast. Outside corner, ring him up. And Eaton can't believe it. Perfect pitch right on the black. Here's Chris Townsend. Time now to talk a little pitching with the pitching guru, Scott Emerson, right here on A's Cast. Emo, how are you there? In uh, Are you in Arlington? Are you in Dallas? Where are you? Well, we stay in Dallas, so uh, right now I'm in Dallas, and then uh, we're getting ready to go to the field. You know, on days like this, now that you're getting to go play the Rangers in a stadium that has a roof, just talk about truly – from a pitching standpoint, what the difference is knowing that it's going to be 72 degrees versus it's going to be 102 and how you'd really have to mentally prepare for that kind of heat. Well, you know, you know, when you're playing in the heat, it's just, you know, it can be taxing and draining. Uh, but, you know, here in Texas with, with the dome, they keep it closed the majority of the time. Uh, you know, it's just a good atmosphere. Uh, you feel good about yourself. You know, when the guys play catch, they always talk about how much easier it is to bounce back um, from day to day. Just a little bit on the roof. You know, the ball might travel a little bit farther. Uh, obviously, we don't love that as pitchers. But, uh, you know, they did a really nice job on this new stadium. What is the difference from a standpoint of a hitter's ballpark to where – the old ballpark was totally an offensive ballpark to, to what it is now. Well, I just think, you know, uh, you know, pop-ups, uh, what I deem pop-ups, you know, at the old ballpark were homers. And uh, this ballpark, uh, you know, it, it plays a little bit more true to both sides, offense and, uh, and, and on the pitching side. So, uh, you know, it's good when you can come here and you can make your pitches and get out you know obviously if you don't make your pitches at any ballpark you're in trouble but uh you know sometimes you you make a pitch uh, at the old ballpark down and away and and somebody hits an oppo taco homer and you're kind of like dang i'm making good pitches it's just not getting any results so you know it's it's good to pitch in ballparks that uh you can make your pitches and and get good results out of it what was the reaction like among the coaching staff, especially for you, when you officially found out Paul Blackburn is an all-star? Oh, it was great. You know, Paul's put in a lot of work uh, over the last two years to get to where he's at. Um, and, you know, we knew a little bit earlier than Paul knew. And, you know, just an excitement uh, from the fact that, you know, this kid persevered and, and went through a, a lot to get back to the big leagues. and and he had an outstanding first half. Yeah, he, he is just, uh, to me, an inspiration, and there's a lot of kids out there that can learn from him that not everything is going to go your way. It, it, th- th- this road is not going to be easy. It's going to be really, really hard, and that's why you got to stick with it. 
And that's why you got to realize that there's going to be times when people tell you that, Hey, it's the gigs up. It's time to go get a job. It's time to go get a career. It's a time to start your second life. And you know, you, you play till they rip that Jersey off you. Just how much respect do you have for him from a guy that, yeah, he could have said at some point it's time to do something else. DFA'd before last season, as he says, I was fired. And now he's going to L.A. to represent the athletics in the All-Star game. You know, it's just an amazing story. My dad always says, you know, persistence to purpose leads to success. And and Paulie, uh, like I said, he was persistent in the things that he did. Uh, he you know, wants to play major league baseball. He wants to be good. And, and the great thing about it is in this uh, uh, world of velocity, uh, Paul Blackburn just went out and proved that you don't have to have all this velocity to be a major league all-star. You got to go out there and learn how to pitch. And I think that's what Paul's done over the last couple of years is he's really has a much better understanding of what his baseball can do, how he can use his baseball how he can mix his pitches. And, you know, like I said, you know, uh, a lot of people, in my opinion, helped him uh, get back to where he is. Our AAA pitching coach for the last few years, Rick Rodriguez, our pitching coordinator, Gil Patterson, and our, our throwing performance coach, uh, Casey Upperman, uh, did a great job of getting him back to uh, uh, where he needed to be to be competitive at the big league level. And Paulie just, uh, you know, he, He's got the understanding of how to use his pitches now. And when you execute those pitches, he's really good. Do you credit more the mental side or more the physical side? Well, I think, you know, you know, it's always the mental side. I think the, the grind is uh, confidence. Do you believe in yourself? Uh, physically, you know, the attributes of the pitches really haven't changed all that much. Uh, but uh, I just like the way he's mixing it, and I like the way he's using his pitches. And, um, you know, from a, a physical side, like I said, it's kind of always been the same, but uh, I think the mental approach this year is he's believing in himself. He was given an opportunity to be in that rotation day in and day out, and he's taken advantage of it. You know, from the physical side, We've heard about change in grips. Like, like, what has changed physically for him to have this type of season? Well, I think physically, you know, uh, for me, is his delivery is a little bit more re- repeatable. So, therefore, that release point out in the front is uh, more consistent. Maybe uh, his pitches tunnel better out of a consistent uh, sl- arm slot. Uh, you know, pitch grips for me – you know, guys move balls around in their hands plenty of times to just get different grips and get different feels of the baseball. Uh, that's what we do, you know, each and every day when we're in the bullpen and we got the slow-mo cam to help us out to identify if uh, – in the track band to identify if a change is good or not. So, you know, I think guys are constantly, you know, trying to find different grips and different shapes and different movements. So – I, I would say the you know, the overall consistency of a repeatable delivery to get the hand out in front to throw quality strikes. When you look at the data and the technology, and a guy's down the bullpen and he's working on stuff, what 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 are the things you most look for? There's a lot of readings, but what are the readings that mean the most? Well, I think you know if you're looking at your your uh, your horizontal break. Your, your vertical break, meaning up and down, whether the ball's staying up or the ball's, you know, uh, dropping. 
fallen off the table, I like to say. Uh, your spin rate and your spin access. The spin access is how the ball is leaving your hand, which way it's spinning. Uh, uh, the easiest way to explain spin access is how the ball spins out of your hand and what it looks like compared to a clock. You know, you always heard the 12-6 curveball. Uh, you always heard about, you know, uh, the fastball with backspin. So I think, you know, those are the things that I look for. Is, is the release consistent on all your pitches? Are we gaining movement on sliders? Are we gaining vertical movement, which on a slider would be a little bit of drop? Uh, so, I mean, those numbers you're just constantly looking at. But, you know, in general, a lot of guys in the big leagues, they're staying within a, a range. And are we consistent with staying in that range? Yeah, that's always so interesting. You know, when you start talking about how the ball comes out of your hands, when you tell people there's a spin rate for a fastball, what exactly does that mean? Well, it's, it's RPMs. It's, uh, it's how fast that spinning is a ball is spinning over the course of an hour of movement. So, uh, or an hour of time. So, you get uh, 2,600 RPMs. Obviously, the ball doesn't spin uh, 2,600 times uh, going to the plate. Uh, so it's over a course of time. And, uh, you know, when, when the ball spins faster, it generally stays truer and straight. And when the ball spins uh, a little bit looser and you don't have as much spin rate, your ball tends to you know, drop and fall out a little bit. So, you know, you're looking for fastballs to be over 2,300 uh, so they can keep a true true line to the plate. And then you're looking for sinkers to be, for me, I like around under 2,000. So that tells me that ball is moving more at the bottom of the zone and the gravity's uh, pushing it down where with a four-seam fastball at, at 23-plus, the, the Magnus force, we can get into this one uh, all we want, but that Magnus force is keeping that ball in the air a little bit longer and the perceived movement doesn't look like it's dropping at all. So, you know, um, Samantha Schultz, we have, um, she, she's a physicist in ball movement. So she helps us out down there just to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm saying it properly and to make sure that I'm seeing it properly. You know, I've been doing this a long time with the track bands and the rap sodos and, and all this stuff, I got a firm understanding of what it does, but to, to have somebody to reassure me every now and then is good to have also. How important is it to understand what the grip is and the release point and how that affects all the numbers? Well, you know, if, if you're off by just a little, you know, the, the Major League Baseball, not only do you want to throw, you know, strikes, but you got to throw quality strikes. You know, there's a difference between uh, locating a baseball and commanding a baseball. So, you know, the command for me is that ability to almost put the ball where you want it at uh, every single pitch. So these movements, these spins can help us uh, identify where we should start the baseball out to uh, get it to land where we want it to land. So, you know, each and every number is important. Uh, if the pitchers are off a little bit on their release point, um, it's going to alter where that ball is going. So, you know, it's it's kind of studying what each guy uh, does. You know, for me, every spin doesn't equal the same spin for each pitcher because the delivery and deception pay, uh, play an important role 
into the pitch as well. You, you could uh, hide the baseball and have good spin, or you could show the baseball and have the same spin as the guy hiding the ball, and the guy hiding the ball longer, in my opinion, uh, will beat the hitter more often than the guy who overexposes the baseball by bailing out and, and what we call being side to side with his mechanics and his arms late. Your arm is late, but you could have the uh, same attributes as someone whose arm isn't late, and the guy with the arm who's late, the ball's more visible, uh, and that will increase the success rate of the hitter. But the guy that hides the baseball and has all these attributes, in my opinion, gains the advantage. Now, every pitcher is different. There's no question. You got righties, you got lefties. Everybody is, has had a different path getting here. Do you want to establish like a baseline with a guy and work off that? I just, how do you do it individually with each pitcher? Because each pitcher, all their spin rates and the way they grip the baseball, throw the baseball, the way they do things are different. Well, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, every everybody's different. But, you know, for me, the count isn't different. You know, if you can win count advantages, you know, obviously we, you know, everybody always, you know, preaches uh, strike one. And then, you know, we preach win the one-one count because that's a huge advantage to be able to be one-two in, instead of two-one. So, you know, for me, you could take a guy uh, who doesn't have great attributes and ball metrics but still be very successful major league pitcher by knowing how to, you know, win the counts by throwing strikes by, you know, uh, you know, I always talk about changing speeds. So the, the guys that uh, I'd rather have those type of guys, the guys that always throw strikes, they're always winning counts. They always have the advantage. They're, they're the, they're the, you know, the predator and they're the aggressor. They're the ones that are set in the tone. The, the guys that have great spin, but can't get people to swing or can't throw it in the strike zone and they live in the 2-1 count where they're generally not as successful as the guy who gains the count advantage. So for me, it's still going out there, understanding, you know, what can I do with my fastball when I throw it? You know, uh, where can I go with it to certain hitters? And then, you know, everybody knows that a breaking ball right-handed uh, on right-handed hitter, you know, down and away is good, and down and away below is is real good for chase. We, we all know that. Uh, it's have who has that ability to say, okay, this particular hitter can hit fastballs up and in. I can exploit him there. This hitter can hit fastballs down and away. I can exploit him there. This hitter can hit fastballs up and away, or this hitter can't hit fastballs down and in. So the ability to know where you can go with your fastball, gain count advantages. And then, you know, have that ability to throw that breaking ball down and away and that breaking ball down and away below and the ability to throw a changeup in a fastball count. I think those are huge. So that's called pitching. And the art of pitching is the ability to go in the strike zone when you need to, to go outside of the strike zone when you need to and get an out. And I think that, uh, you know, pitching is the key. Count advantage is is what you know i'm really looking for do you have the ability to not walk people don't give up free passes just don't don't do it you know uh, the more 90 feet you give away the more opportunity for teams to score runs off you so you know challenge them be aggressive win count advantages and the guys that are do that you know look at those numbers they're very successful pitchers let's end on this you're going to have an off day in texas you're going to be in Dallas, then you're going to be in Houston. 
I, what 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 is the food of choice? Are we going barbecue? Are we going steaks? What, what what are you doing when you're in, in, in Big D? Well, remember, you get three meals a day, so uh, all would be my proper choice right there. <laughs> uh, take it all. Take the barbecue. Take the steaks. Go out and find a nice steak. Uh, have a good breakfast. Have some Texas toast, and uh, prepare for the Astros. That that's probably my day. You know. It's, it's uh, get some breakfast, uh, do some scouting work, go to lunch, do some scouting work, go to dinner and do some scouting work. You know, it's, it's, you know, I like to prepare and uh, give the guys the best chance of success and, and uh, study the craft. And uh, that's mostly what I do on off days, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series here in, in Dallas and, and, uh, go after these texas rangers what what do you got going during the all-star break i'm gonna i'm gonna go home for a couple days uh see my wife see see my dog and uh you know relax for a few hours before i probably start on uh the detroit tigers who we play in a double header when we get back so uh it'll be a little bit different because i'll be at the house so excited to go home but uh, it's a quick break. We got to uh, get home hopefully Sunday night and fly back to Oakland on Wednesday. Well, enjoy the break. Well-deserved. Take care, my friend. The art of pitching is awesome, and we will talk to you in the second half. All right. Sounds good. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.